Look, there was a lot to like, almost as much to dislike. But the bottom line is, the guy who's on the field when your favorite team wins games and who's not on the field when your favorite team loses games, he he just makes the difference. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning from Las Vegas. I'm Dan Kovacevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Steelers 23, for real, all from the offense. Raiders 18, for real, even though it had been. 23-7 to and looked like it might be a runaway. That's how it's going to be, my friends, with this team. I believe that. After three games, if there's anything at all that I believe firmly about this group, it's that the football reality for them is somewhere between what was seen in this game and the preseason. I don't think it's at this level, and I definitely don't think it's below this level. I think it's somewhere in between. But the difference that's going to have to be made is twofold. One, they're going to have to fight their rear ends off like they did here last night, which they really did. There's a long list of contributors to this, and a lot of it involved a good, solid, individual fight. But the other thing is, TJ, I don't know even what to say about this guy anymore, but I'm not inclined to just gloss over him because he is who he is and it's become expected. I'm sorry. That's just that's just not right. He had two more sacks in this one. He was all over the Las Vegas backfield, all over Jimmy Garoppolo, way beyond what his numbers would suggest. He disrupted everything that the Raiders wanted to do offensively. And typical him afterward, you know, bring that up with him, and what you get is some kind of response about the team. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like I say, every week we're going to have to go back and look at the film, but uh, anytime they're chipping as much as they were tonight or anytime they weren't chipping, we were trying to make it our best effort to make the pass rush as hot as possible, and uh, I think we did a good job of keeping them under duress tonight, and uh, it helps when we have them in those obvious passing situations where we can pin the ears back, and obviously when the guys in the back end are playing as well as they were tonight, um, it helps to have that quarterback hold it for just a split second longer. That's also who he is. I asked TJ about the the plan going after Garoppolo, but also about some of the members of his defense, since that seemed to be his subject of choice, who'd really made a mega difference in that regard. And the guy whose name came out of his mouth immediately was that of Cole Holcomb. Uh, Holcomb was... He was unchained, shall we put it that way? He was going through, I would say, in the first two games of this season. Going through the motion sounds really negative. Let me try this again. He was 
making sure that he didn't mess up. He didn't look all that much like what had been advertised when he came over from Washington. He looked more like someone who was being a little bit too careful. And what he needed was to unleash a little more of the Quan Alexander in him. And wow, did he do that. He was everywhere, and he was clobbering people. He was taking them out. And you know what? I went and asked Holcomb about exactly that. Dude, I feel like, you know, shoot, I'm, I, want, I want even more. I want even more. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, we should have we should have kept our, our foot on foot on their neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear that. You mean there's uh, stuff toward the end, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... You know, for me, I'm I'm always I want to be I want to be on the top. So, but your um, your style, okay, and, and the things that you were doing out there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm up there in the press box and I'm saying he looks like somebody just set him loose. Like versus where you're yeah, feeling. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? You're feeling around and you're going I, with communication and this and this. Now it just looked like you were just cut loose. Let's just go. Ahead. Yeah, I mean there were, there were moments where it's like, hey, you just gotta you know you know let the let the let the instincts take over. Um, you know, get your calls, get set up, but then trust what you see and, and play, you know, off those instincts. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, starting to come into that. And Minka Fitzpatrick did it too. And Levi Wallace balled out. And Patrick Peterson did likewise in the secondary. Not just the interceptions. I know Devontae Adams had 10 catches. I also know he could have had a whole lot more. And I know that when Garoppolo and Adams connected, some of those plays were so pretty that they weren't going to be stopped. The defense fought. The defense fighting has to be twinned with an elite, a truly elite player doing the things that he does up front. And he's now got six sacks through three games. And as such, according to research that was conducted last night by ESPN, he's the first player ever since sacks started getting tracked in 1982 to have six sacks and a defensive touchdown in his team's first three games. Which leads me to write. Why is a defensive player almost never considered to be the best player in football. Yeah, I know the quarterback position is more important. But if you're better at what you do and you have this much of an impact on your team, meaning the wins and losses, is there a possibility, at least a possibility, that the Steelers are employing the very best player in the sport? Not defensive. Anybody. I think it's at least worth the conversation. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV-rated the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare 
combination. LG KG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LG KG. from Michael who says DK nice win but everything still seems so hard for this offense outside of that one drive how are they going to beat better teams with this short outside the numbers passing game um they're not Michael they're not if you happened to see my uh, column written column Sunday morning from here one of the things that I'd mentioned, actually stressed, was that you're not going to see a 180-degree U-turn no matter how well the offense performs. That just does not happen in professional athletics. It just doesn't. What you would see optimally would be a, a, a stopping of the bleeding and maybe a bit of a bounce off the floor. In the stock market, they refer to it as a dead cat bounce, which is really gruesome, but that's actually what they call it for you know reasons. The stock just drops and drops and drops, and then it just has a little bit of a bink at the bottom. This was a little bit more than dead cat. This was, this was well, here's the thing. I can't throw out that drive the way you just did because that drive looked like and I got this word right out of Isaac Selmalu's mouth in our conversation. Preseason. That's what it looked like. They ran some smart plays. They did some play action, including on the touchdown that Kenny Pickett threw to Pat Fryer with. Kenny threw some good balls on that drive. And you know what I'm talking about. Not the easy ones. I'm talking about the, the crossing routes where he would just lay it over. George Pickens' shoulder, Allen Robinson's shoulder, threw one of those to Calvin Austin, threw a 72-yard touchdown to Austin earlier in the game. Didn't miss fire. Didn't miss fire. That's more than a dead cat for Kenny, okay? He made some dubious decisions, should have thrown a pick six. Marcus Peters dropped the easiest touchdown of his life. But for the most part, the passing itself, the throws, the accuracy was back. The receivers eventually ran some routes over the middle. That came to to be more in the second half. And I'm with you totally on everything being outside the numbers. That was the first half. Once they started utilizing, you know, that other part of the field, things started to move for them a little bit. Running game. You know, <laughs> what do you say? They're trying. I mean, that's the one thing I'll give all concerned credit for. The offensive lineman tried to run. Najee Harris really tried to run. That was a strong effort with my underlining the word effort there with what he put forth. Ran hard. Jalen Warren ran hard. Jalen Warren's got a little bit more of a burst. He was able to make some things happen. It still wasn't great. It still wasn't something upon which you should be hanging a whole heck of a lot of hope. But it it 
it fell off the bottom and came up a little bit. I'm not going to reference the dead cat again. It really is gross. But that's that's where that's where I saw this offense going. I believe that it can be better, even without Deontay Johnson. I believe that it can be better than it was here. I believe that it can be closer to that one really good drive. And, you know, to that end, I asked Mike Tomlin the first two questions of his press conference. The second one only because he really didn't answer my first. Mike, did you see progress in your offense? We won, yes. But specifically with the offense and things that you liked out yes. there? Okay, great. So he didn't answer the second one either. I asked it a third time later on and still didn't get anything. People wonder why. I asked the hard questions. See what he says. He's not going to say anything. He's not going to say anything. But back to the offense itself, I can say that it looked better. It looked better. Whether or not it's progress, we're going to see over time. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one of these tomorrow when I fly back. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.